Welcome to Truth and Liberty. Thank you for joining our interactive daily broadcast where trusted leaders bring insights and analysis to the issues from a biblical perspective. According to the Bible, it's the truth you know that sets you free. So call in today to get biblical answers, information, and resources to help you stand for truth and effect godly change in our nation and the world. And now here's your host, Richard Harris. Well, hello again, everybody. This is Richard Harris. I want to welcome you to the Truth and Liberty Live call-in show. And uh, I have another special treat for you tonight. Rather than our normal format, uh, we are going to be presenting to you um, the video recording of the first ever premiere stage performance of a drama titled Overturned. This drama was written by and created by Robert and Elizabeth Murin, uh, the, the creative directors here at Andrew Womack Ministries and was first performed on stage live at the Truth and Liberty uh, Conference this year in September. And this drama is incredible. I want to tell you, uh, it tells a story. It's a, it's, a, it's a story where Elizabeth has woven together um, actual life events and stories of individuals that were involved in and that led up to the case of Dobbs versus Jackson and Dobbs versus Mississippi. These cases that went to the United States Supreme Court last year, where the Supreme Court of the United States finally overturned the infamous decision of Roe versus Wade. So Elizabeth, in, in masterful fashion, tells the story of these people uh, and in an incredible way drives home the, the powerful, eternal, biblical truth that every human life is sacred. Whether it's in the womb or out of the womb, it doesn't matter. Every person is created by God in His image, and every life is sacred and deserves protection. And how uh, the people in this story came to realize this incredible truth uh, is just incredibly moving. I, I, adjectives escape me for this, but I promise you when this drama was performed in the auditorium at Karis Bible College at the Truth and Liberty Conference, there was not a dry eye left in the house. So get your Kleenex ready. Uh, and, and sit down and enjoy this incredible performance. And as you do, I want you to pray. And I'm asking you to pray and ask God how you can help. Uh, ask Him to lead you and show you how you can help stand up for life, innocent life, because the battle is far from over in America uh, to defend the unborn. It's now just at the state level and, and even in front of the United States Congress. Uh, is every life sacred? Is every life worthy of protection? We need you, the un innocent unborn children of this nation and for generations to come need you and they need you, you and me to make our voices heard now because their voices can't be heard. We need to make our voices heard for them. So listen to this and watch this incredible, dramatic, true life uh, story and ask God what He would have you do. And uh, I, I am confident that it's going to move you. I'm confident that it's going to be a blessing to you. And if it is, would you consider also uh, going to our website at truthandliberty.net and, and sharing the link to this drama. You can go on our, uh, just directly to the conference videos. They're easily to, easy to find and find the one for the conference and share this link with your friends and family. But before then, just sit back, relax, and enjoy this powerful performance uh, of the stage premiere of the drama Overturned, written and produced by uh, Robert and Elizabeth Murin.
It's good to see so many of you that turned out this morning for the drama. I just wanted to real quickly just introduce this a little bit, ask Elizabeth Murin if she would come up here. She's the one that wrote this. And there's, uh, there's a lot of things that went on behind the scenes that she probably wouldn't ever say, but uh, she wrote this in just the last month or two. She, uh, 15 books or something, she's been through quite a deal, and they got up at, everybody was here at 5.30 this morning, and they ran through this thing with some of these videos. The very first time they've been shown was this morning. So they've been rehearsing without all of the videos. They've been working day and night. Yes. So tell them a little bit about what about this. Well, um, the first night I uh, started writing this, I asked God, God, show me, where do I start? And he took me to Genesis 3. And he showed me how when God spoke to the serpent, he said, and the enmity will be between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. And the Lord just showed me how the war against, uh, between good and evil starts in the womb of the woman and how the enemy is wanting to take away what God loves the most. This is such a hard issue to write about. I tell you, I've been crying. I've been crying for the last two months. I've been crying for every woman that has experienced it. I've been crying for every uh, child. Um, but at the end of the day, what I come out of and what I want you to get out of this is that God is in heaven and he has his garden of Eden and he has all these little children that were never able to be born. He is the one that is raising them and playing with them. So they are living the most beautiful life they could have had. So now is the time of take care of the mothers and the woman because we are the one that are left behind with the emptiness. Uh, and my desire is, I know that some of the scenes you will see are hard and is uncomfortable, but you know what? Just deal with the uncomfortable because the reality is so much worse. I think it's time that we stop closing our eyes and closing our ears and that we realize that if we don't do something, the stones are going to start speaking very soon. What happened in Germany not so long ago is that the church was quiet and we cannot be quiet. We have to speak up and we have to be the hands and the mouth of God. Amen. Amen. Did you know that right before Moses was born, they tried to kill the children. And then when Jesus was born, uh, Pilate killed all of those children. Yep. Every time something major, when the giving of the law, the coming of the law giver, yep. uh, Jesus appearing, there has been an attack against the children. And I believe that we are seeing a great move of God. Amen. Satan has tried to snuff it out, but we're winning. Amen. So enjoy it. I don't know if enjoy is the right word, but be blessed Amen. by this. This is our... Um, Drama overturned. Amen. Amen.
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the debate room. Today we have two passionate advocates joining us to discuss the ongoing debates surrounding abortion laws in America. Joining us tonight, we have James Cullingham, a pro-life attorney, and Anne Thompson, the director of the Jackson Women's Health Center, best known as the Pink House. Welcome, James and Anne. Thank you for having us, William. It's a pleasure to be here. Let's dive right in. So James, your legislative initiative to challenge the abortion time limit in Mississippi from 20 to 15 weeks is kind of a hot topic. There's even a rumor that it could lead to a challenge of Roe versus Wade. Now, is there any truth to that speculation? Uh, that's an interesting idea. Uh, while I'm advocating for the reduction to 15 weeks, it is clear that changes in abortion regulations could trigger discussions about women's rights and rights of the unborn. Seriously? Women's rights have been under attack for decades, and now you're advocating for even more restriction? We see in Hannah Josephine's book, The Victory of Roe, that Roe versus Wade wasn't just a legal triumph for every woman's agency over her own body. It was a turning point in history when women were finally recognized as autonomous beings with the right to make decisions over their own life, their own health, and their own future. Hannah's words do indeed reflect a significant sentiment, yet it must be clear that we need to address the balance between women's rights and the value of life. Sentiments? It is a reality that countless women have fought for and continue to fight for, James. 60 million precious lives would say otherwise, if they had the chance to live. And my goal here is not to restrict women's rights, but to foster a discussion uh, in society about how we should value life. That decision has already been determined. Your people just need to move on, James. My people. And let's be a little more mature. My respect for differing viewpoints has never wavered. But since Roe v. Wade, medical advancements and changing perceptions have shifted the landscape. Advancements should not dictate a woman's choice. Listen, the decision to terminate a pregnancy is deeply personal. And every woman should have the freedom to make that choice based upon her own circumstance. And every life should have the chance to develop and flourish. I'm not here to restrict against women's rights. I'm just here to foster a discussion to create a more informed society. A more informed society. This is about moral considerations. This is a calculated attack on women's rights, and I won't stand by, James. I'm sure you won't. All right, this is a this is a challenging topic indeed. But could this lead to a challenge of Roe versus Wade? <clears throat> As I have said, the Dobbs case does create a discussion for broader purposes. Typical lawyer's response, dancing around the issue while sounding noble. The reality is, James, your agenda and your actions have real-world consequences for countless women across this country. 60 million lives violently taken. Is that what you want your legacy to be? Well, things are certainly heating up here in the debate room. Let's take a short break.
Could it be that everything I've lived for was wrong? Could it be that I've wasted my life fighting on the wrong side of history? Could it be that my legacy is going to be overturned? Today, we affirm that a woman's right to privacy, protected by the 14th Amendment, includes the freedom to make personal decisions about her body, including the choice to end a pregnancy. While the state has a valid interest in maternal health and potential life, it must respect this fundamental right. Our decision does not endorse abortion but safeguards the woman's autonomy within constitutional bounds. The Texas statute is found unconstitutional due to its undue intrusion on personal privacy. From the Supreme Court, good evening, America. We interrupt your regular programming to bring you a historic event in our nation's legal history. In a landmark decision, the Supreme Court has just announced its verdict on Roe v. Wade. Let's hear the impassioned arguments of those that are here today. Excuse me, excuse me. What do you have to say about what just happened? Now, the Jesus freaks will never be able to tell another woman what they can do with their bodies. Yeah! And you, sir, the word of God is clear on this. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. You just legalized the murder of God's children. Well, as we can see, there are many passionate arguments on each side. But here, let's see it for the two heroes of the day, Dr. Bernard Nathanson and Hannah Josephine Levine. Uh, in this very important day for women, let's start with the lady. What do you have to say? What does this mean for America? This is a momentous day for women's health in our great nation. The Supreme Court's decision in the Roe versus Wade reaffirms what we've been advocating for tirelessly, that a woman has the fundamental right to make her own decisions about her health, her body, and her future. Wonderfully said. And you, Dr. Bernard Nathanson, how will this impact our country? Well, this decision strikes down certain state laws that restrict access to abortion and, in effect, legalizes abortion in the United States. And we will go on relentlessly pursuing our objectives and our ultimate goal, the free availability of birth control. And abortion on demand will be achieved.
can tell, honey, get up. Breakfast is ready. Beautiful it is today. We got the sun shining, the sky skying. If only you could be quiet for just a moment, perhaps a day, Chantal. Did you say something? Anyways, like I was saying, you and I both know that you don't need to be in the dark all day. <sighs> he never gives up. This time I'm gonna make it crystal clear. Hello? Uh, hello, this is James Cullingham. Yeah, I know who you are, Mr. James Cullingham. I even know your number by heart now. I'm glad to hear that. You may need it someday. Uh, and by the way, uh, I was wondering if I could have a conversation with Miss Hannah Josephine Living. And so if I could just please... Didn't your mother ever teach you any manners? No means no. Miss Levine absolutely does not want to talk to you. Did I make myself clear? But have you asked her? I mean, in light of what's going on, I believe she could shed some light on this situation. Her opinion will only undermine your side of the story. So I suggest, I suggest that you get yourself some business, Mr. James Cullingham. You ain't changing history here, except in your dream world, of course. Bye. What does he want? Something about some new legislation he wants to bring before the Supreme Court. <laughs> the idiot thinks he has a chance to overturn history. Me? How could I help him? Well, you were there, and he had a part to play in the victory of Roe. But he does, he's not going to overturn history. It's okay. <sighs> used to seem impossible, but lately, I don't know anymore. Oh, my Hannah Josephine, why is your heart so heavy lately? I miss my beautiful and passionate teacher. I don't have anything left except this big old empty house and you, who I pay to take care of me. But you don't pay me for my love. <laughs> Plus, you ain't got enough money for that anyway. <laughs> I love you with my whole heart. I know. And if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't even be here. Can I talk to you about something? What is it, dear? I can't have a baby right now. I'm so stupid. This is just gonna break my mom's heart and just ruin our future. I mean, she always taught us to do things the right way. She always told me to, to, to finish college, become a nurse, 
go to church, find a good Christian man, marry, and then have a baby. I don't know, I just did it all wrong. Maybe I'm just struggling here. I mean, how do you even have an abortion anyway? Ms. Hannah, you've always said that abortion is, 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 is okay and it's, you know, the baby is not even alive, right? It's just a clump of cells and they don't feel anything? I don't know. Maybe I've been brainwashed by the church. I used to believe I was pro-life. Now I'm just confused. And I thought I was pro-choice. What? Pitiful, huh? All my whole life I fought to help women have the right to choose. But look at me now. What do I have? And it all started when I was 19, pregnant, just like you. from me and so many others. 
You only did what you believed was right. I don't know what's right anymore. It's okay. We're gonna figure it out together. Got to be kidding me. Who is it? Mr. James Cullingham guy. Look, buddy, she don't want to talk to you. Can you please leave? Let the man in. Doesn't seem to give up very easily. You must be the feisty Chantel. It's nice to have a face to go with a voice. You know I could use that attitude in my line of work. No, thanks. Chantel! Thank you. The famous Miss Hannah Josephine. It's good to see you again. Mr. Cunningham? Uh, James, please. All right, James. I thought we were through seeing one another. But since you're here, have a seat. Would you care for some tea? I'd love some, thank you. Chantel. Sure, I'd love to get some tea for Mr. James. You look beautiful as always. Mm, babbling nonsense. You haven't changed a bit, James. I missed you too. You know, uh, we used to work together. <laughs> Far from that. Thank you. When I was the director of Jackson Women's Health Center, he and his fanatics used to traumatize the woman when they came in looking for some help. As I recall, I was there helping the women. So, now that you're in my living room, are you gonna try to rattle me like you did Anne the other night on the debate show? That wasn't my intention. I, I suppose you heard us talking about the rumor of Roe v. Wade? Well, it is just a rumor, isn't it? For now, I suppose. This initiative could open up the discussion much further. Discussion. We've discussed this for decades. It's a never-ending loop, and one that I'm really tired of, James. I agree. I believe that we should have some closure on this discussion. Knowing what we know now, what if we could rewrite history? Why would I want to do that, James? We all know that the legal basis for Roe v. Wade is flimsy at best. The majority opinion went beyond legality to push an agenda. So you're saying it was all some legal manipulation? Yes. Roe v. Wade was an activist decision, not a constitutional one. And Hannah, you were part of the strategy that got it through to the Supreme Court. I was there to fight for every woman's right. That right to privacy is unprecedented and unconstitutional. You are using hypothetical scenarios, Mr. Cunningham. So we're back to Mr. The legal foundation of Roe v. Wade is crumbling. And I believe your insights 
may just be the key. And you're asking me to tear down everything I gave my life for? I'm asking you to consider the legal and constitutional truth here. I know that you gave your life for this cause, but is this really what you want your legacy to be? One of uncertainty? Hannah, I didn't come here to pressure you into anything. I came here because I believe in justice and truth. I, I mean, truth about our creator. I can't handle this conversation anymore, dear. It's okay. It's okay. I didn't mean to upset you. Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. It's one of my favorites. Okay, buddy, time to go. No, no, please, I'm sorry. Look, look, let's just leave the law aside. Have you heard the story of Mary Magdalene Kevrich? a little bit of pleasure? Where can I hide far away from this treacherous life? Where can I go to find the peace my heart desires? I cannot do this one more day I need to try and run away Where can I go to feel I'm safe away from him? How can I save you from this world, this misery? I cannot let you feel this pain You cannot live under his reign
What can I do for you today, dear? I have a new magic potion for chronic coughing. No, no, I just need something else. Speak up, girl, I'm here to help you. I cannot have this, babe. Who told you that I could help you with this? An acquaintance of mine. Please, I am desperate, you need to help me. But you were very late in your pregnancy. Are you sure you want to do this? It comes with great risk. I have lost three children to typhus, and my husband is a monster. I cannot let my baby suffer. I cannot. Very well. Here, take this. But be very careful. Only five drops, and it will take care of the problem. How many drops to take out the both of us? That is not what I do. Only five drops. Through it all, I 
will hold you if you fall. I'll see you through this darkest night. Now lift your eyes and see his light. I don't know if I could love again. I'm afraid. God's love will help you. And so will I. Will you let me? Then you won't need this anymore. The Lord shines his mercies upon all of us. Trust you can love again. God helped you bear the pain. He holds you in his arms. His love will for being willing to meet with me. I wanted to introduce you to my son. God has truly given him a gift and I wondered if you would give him the chance to show you. I appreciate your care for your child. I'm sure he's gifted in your eyes. This a music academy is the preeminent academy in Europe. I do not think that either you or your child can afford this place. I understand. But do not pass my son by. You would regret it. And I will do anything. I may not look like much, but I am strong and I am a very hard worker. I could clean for you or anything you needed. Please, I beg you. His name, his name is Ludwig.
So? Not everybody gets a Beethoven. I don't care about anybody else's story. Sometimes there's just no choice. Pregnant? And desperate, I'm afraid. Still, even if abortion destroyed my life, doesn't mean it'll do it to her. How are you, Hannah Josephine? I'm afraid. Of dying? of having lived in vain. You know what I want to say, right? <laughs> Jesus loves you and so do I. We're here to help you. Please, you don't have to be afraid. We just want to help you make the best decision for you and your baby. Please, just let us have a, a quick talk with you. No, just for a moment. I... Please, hey, hi, let, we're here to pray with you. Look, we just want to talk to you about all your different options. No, let, please. Just... Chantel? Chantel, please, you don't have to do this. We have other options. You don't understand. No, Chantel, please, open your heart. Listen to God. Come here, sweetie. You don't need to worry about anything. We are here to help you. Your name, sweetheart? Jasmine Sierra. That is a very pretty name. Are you here alone? My father, he's waiting in the car outside. Tell me which car he's at and I'll go get him. Bring her to the back. How old is she? Shouldn't somebody be with her? Many times, dear, you don't want the family with them. Well, shouldn't you call the police? I know she ain't 18. Dear, it's all right. You don't need to be worried about anything. We have everything under control. So, how can I help you today? I'm actually here for consultation about my own options. Well then, sugar, you have two options to terminate your pregnancy. We offer two different procedures here. The first is a surgical abortion, which is a straightforward medical procedure to end the pregnancy. The second is a medication abortion. This is where you take a combination of medications that induces a miscarriage. Both have their own considerations, but we're here to help you make the best choice. With that in mind, when was the date of your last period? I'm I'm 11 weeks. Uh-huh. Then your only option is surgical treatment. And if I were you, I would not wait. Our waiting lists are growing daily, as you can see. Can I take care of it today? Oh, absolutely. It's not like a real surgery, you know. It's kind of like going to the dentist. 
Lucky for you, we have a special, so your total would only be $750. Let's go ahead and just take you back, dear. It's only going to be about an hour of discomfort, and then you're going to have your life back. Next in line. Chantel Smith. Can't believe it finally stopped raining. Beautiful day, isn't it? I'm Dr. Richards. I'll be taking good care of you today. You have nothing to worry about. Okay. By law, I need to ask you if you want to see your ultrasound images. I highly recommend against doing this. You're under enough stress already. I, I don't know. Well, let's not worry about it then. We'll put some good music on, help you relax instead. ultrasound. Glad I get to spend some time with you, Miss Hannah, while Chantel is at the dentist. <laughs> Miss Hannah, may I speak freely? Yes. I've known you now for six years. I know I don't have a psychology degree or years of study like you do, but I see the pain that you try to hide. I see you living with all this guilt and shame, and I can't bear to see it crushing your heart anymore. Please let me help you find freedom from it. Freedom? It, isn't that what I fought for my whole life? Real freedom is when you realize the truth. The truth will set you free. Truth is relative for me. Hmm. Truth is like a multi-dimensional gem. 
that reflects the light of individual understanding based upon experience and bias. I've read your book. Do you want to know what my truth is? Please tell me. My truth is Jesus, the Son of God, the one who came to set us free, the one who created me and you. Truth is not relative. It is not based on experience or what we have or haven't done. Truth is the plan and purpose that Jesus has for me and you, Miss Hannah. If you're right, I've wasted my entire life. But God can redeem that. God can redeem what was lost. It's his love and his forgiveness that heals our hearts. And it's his grace that sets us free. You can be that free, truly free, Miss Hannah. If he did it for me, he can do it for you too. I think we both could use a cup of tea. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. What did you do? I'm sorry, Mama. I know I disappointed you. You don't deserve a daughter like me. I went to the pink house. No, 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 don't even say it. Do you see this? This is what your truth does. This is your fault, your no. influence. No, Mama, she told me not to. It was me, I was ashamed and afraid. I wanted to be everything that you couldn't be because of me. I ruined your life. What are you talking about? You are all I ever wanted. I wouldn't trade you for the world. <sighs> Miss Hannah, I think it's time that you knew the truth. The first time I met you was not six years ago when my daughter started working for you. No, it was many years ago. I was 16 years old and pregnant, and I was with my father at the pink house.
I shouldn't do this. There are other things you shouldn't have done. But this, this is the consequence of your sin. But this baby is innocent. Why should it have to pay for what I've done? What about me and your mother? How are we supposed to explain to our congregation that our daughter is a slut? I have to resign my position as pastor. How can I possibly lead a church when I can't even lead my own daughter? But Dad, abortion is murder. You said so yourself. Well, God, God will have mercy on us. But it's better to get rid of this problem now than to have to live publicly with the shame of your sin. Can I help you? My daughter needs some help to get rid of- Dad, please, no. Oh, sweetheart, there's nothing to worry about. My daughter's having problems with reality. How old are you, my dear? I'm 16. 16, huh? You're so young and beautiful. Don't you want to see your dreams come true? I want to be a mother. And I'm sure you will. But wouldn't it be better for you to finish high school, then go to college and graduate? Then you can provide for your own child better and at the same time fulfill your own ambitions. But how will I live knowing what I did? And what do you think you're doing, my dear? You're trying to convince me to take the life of my unborn baby. It's not a baby. It's a fetus. It's not viable until later in the pregnancy. But if we just let it be, in a few weeks, it will be a baby. My baby, correct? Well, yes. Thanks. But no thanks. I won't be needing your service now or ever. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. See you torment yourself like this. You have to stop punishing yourself. After I killed my own child. But you can see him again. You can be with him. Your son is in heaven, being taught by God himself. Miss Hannah. Did you ever give him a name? No. If you didn't, then you should.
go down this path of, of destruction and darkness. Bernard, what's happened to you? We've been friends for many years. We've fought together to give women the right of freedom. Freedom? What we've been doing, Hannah, is not freedom. In the last years, I myself have been personally responsible for the deaths of more than 70,000 lives. 70,000, their blood is on my hands. They've been sacrificed 
not on the altar of freedom, but debauchery. What's changed your mind? Religion? You're a scientist, Bernard. You cannot let fables destroy all that we've built. Anna, it was science and technology that changed my mind. But I'm telling you, it was God who changed my heart and took away my guilt. And from this day forward, I will spend the rest of my life showing the world what abortion really is. Hannah, I need you to come with me and see what I have seen. In my contemplations, it becomes increasingly evident that the very foundations upon which Roe versus Way stands are fragile. I cannot deny this anymore. We all knew it. The concept of privacy it leans upon, while pivotal, lacks the solid ground of historical precedent. The evolving understanding of fetal development and the growing acknowledgement of the unborn's inherent humanity shake the core of its premise. I have come to my own conclusion that life does, in fact, begin at conception. I saw it when Bernard showed me. I just wasn't ready to believe. My pain went too deep from my own experience. As I observe the legal landscape, I can't help but feel the winds of change fast approaching. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention. This morning, the court has reached a decision in the case of Dobbs versus Jackson's Women's Health Organization regarding the matter of the case concerning the constitutionality of the 2018 Mississippi law that bans abortion operations after the first 15 weeks of pregnancy. Today, the court announces this verdict on Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. The 2018 Mississippi law restricting most abortions after 15 weeks has been upheld. Along with this decision, Roe versus Wade's precedent is overturned. 
today marks a pivotal moment that will surely shape the course of women's rights here in America. Let's see how some others are feeling with today's decision. Anne, how are you feeling today? There are no words to describe what has happened here today. Everything that we've fought for for the last 50 years is gone. But I'll tell you this, we will not stop fighting until every woman gets her right back. Yeah! James! James, for you and the pro-life movement, this is undoubtedly a triumph. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a significant milestone. As you reflect on your journey, how does today's decision resonate with you? We didn't try to overturn Roe v. Wade. We just tried to do the next best thing for women and children. But I just want to say this is not over. There's about to be opposition, well-funded opposition, and now's when the fight really starts. As women both directly affected by today's decision, how do you both feel with the overturning of Roe and the potential effects it has on women's reproductive rights? God has been at work for 50 years. This means that we are embracing a culture that not only values women, but the unborn. This gives us a chance to find choices that not only go with women's rights, but our values. Definitely, it's about standing together, showing love, and proving that there's always a better way forward. Miss Hannah Josephine Levine, any closing remarks? This is such a great day of joy and celebration for me because it is the end of an era and the beginning of a new one. James, my good friend, this is a present for you. It's my autobiography and the story of how my heart was overturned.
Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. I don't know what to say. We'll have our prayer ministers down here. You know, uh, there are a few of the ladies who were in this who had an abortion. And uh, it was really tough on them, but it was healing at the same time. So if any of you would like prayer or anything, we've got our prayer ministers here. We'll take a break. And if we can compose ourselves, we'll come back. <laughs> Man, isn't that awesome, though, how it was portrayed in a way that Jesus redeemed? All of it. Praise God. Thank you for joining today's Truth and Liberty livecast. You can watch today's and past livecasts in our archives at truthandliberty.net. Our goal is to educate Christians and connect them with resources and organizations to help them impact their sphere of influence. You can help us accomplish this by making a donation at truthandliberty.net slash donate. Join us next time for more Truth and Liberty.